You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Today, I am joined by Megan, and we are talking all things mompreneur life, podcasting, changing careers, pivoting all of the things. She is such a beautiful soul, and I'm so thrilled that she is here with me today. So Megan, welcome into the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Amy, and just vice versa in terms of beautiful soul and the space that you hold. I'm really honored to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Before we dive in, can you share more with our listeners about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Of course. Yes. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I am Megan Moran. I'm the owner of Mompreneur Co. And we are a platform to help mompreneurs live a free and fulfilled life. Uh, Personally, I am a third generation mompreneur. I am also from a family of entrepreneurs. So this has really been the life that I love and live and want to share with more people and give them access to. And so we support moms through our podcast studio through this topic on our podcast. Uh, We have a book that we are in the process of writing, so that'll be out all on this topic soon too. Um, And newly added, I was just telling Amy this a little behind the scenes, uh, we are also planning on homeschooling our kids. And so we're gonna be sharing that journey as well of like what it looks like to transcend entrepreneurship, not just for what we do, but the whole life that we live. And for us, it really is a lifestyle. And I always say us because family-wise, I have my amazing husband, Colin. He's a co-founder in the business and so supportive. And we love doing what we're now calling this familypreneurship journey together. Uh, And then I have two kids at the time of this recording. My son, Jack, is four and my daughter, Sophia, is three. So it's a whole family business over here. We love helping women, like I said, free and fulfilled life, spread their mission, their message, and just recognize that whatever it is that's on their heart that they want to do is completely possible and that we can live our lives just as we want. I absolutely love that. I love that. I love how you're a third generation mompreneur as well. What was that like growing up? Did you always have like that entrepreneurial spirit? Like, I know one day I'm going to run my own business. Yeah. So yes, um, my mom started her business in 01 and I got to be there from the ground up and really be there to see it happen, to go after school and do work. And what the biggest thing for me was that I saw by the time I got to high school and same with my dad's business, I went there when he would pick me up from school. And what I really got to see is that you could be present and productive. You could do what you love. You can make money doing it. 
You can help people. The thing I always tell my kids is why do we work? We work because we're doing what we love and we're helping people. And the money is a side benefit. I want to make sure that's the side benefit and not the whole entree. Um, But yeah, so all of that really inspired me to recognize at the time fashion was what I was into. Uh, When I was in fourth grade, we have this documented. I started my first, I'm putting this in air quotes for those who can't see, business. Uh, I was going to name my fashion brand Adele, and I don't remember what it stood for or why that was it, but I had drawings. Uh, And so that was kind of where that started. By sixth grade, I had researched all the different colleges and knew I was going to study fashion and business so that I would be well-versed in both which we crack up about looking at those printouts and things like that. Um, But really the truth is by high school, I recognized that the fact that my mom could be there for both things. And I started my first business then and there um, as a senior in high school. I started as a blog. It was before blogs are what they are now. So I can only imagine what would have happened if I actually stuck with it. Um, But at the time, what I struggled with was there weren't counters. You didn't know the analytics. I had no idea who was was reading it or wasn't reading it. And so I quickly pivoted into services um, by the end of my senior year, beginning of my freshman year of college, so that I would know the impact I was making. And that all started with this thought of, I have a long runway until I plan on having kids. I want to be present and productive. And so I'll start it now. And I thought to myself, it would be a well-oiled machine by the time my kids got here. We can all chuckle together because we know there really isn't necessarily a well-oiled machine. It's a constant evolution and and pivoting. And and so that that business took me until um, our daughter was born in COVID time. Um, and just like you, Amy, that's when I had some ahas and some pivots on how I wanted to live my life and pivoted to where we are now. So long roundabout way of saying, yes, I knew that this was my only, there is no plan B for me. It's only plan A. I absolutely think that is amazing because you really hit on something that resonates with a lot of people that you can be present and productive you can have both. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. And I think one of the things that we lose sight of quickly as entrepreneurs, especially in the early stages, that we're hustling so hard because we want this so bad. So then we're working even more than we did when we were in our nine to five jobs. So how do you balance that within your life? Because balance is one of those words like, I, it kind of makes me cringe because I think it's more of a juggling act. Sometimes you, yeah. you know, drop a ball. Sometimes you have to set a ball down. But how do you navigate being present and productive? Because you have little littles right now. Like the ages that your kids are at, they're still very demanding, you know, is a kind of a blunt That's way to put it. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> how are you navigating life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a few things that I uncovered in my journey because, so I still had my first business um, when my son Jack was born. And then the day we found out we were pregnant with Sophia was the day that COVID hit. Like literally we have a picture of the pregnancy test on a New York Times uh, because we figured that was going to be something to to capture. Um, And and so that summer was when I started to hear that inkling of it's time to change. And so the beginning iterations of this business was going from a mindset of do what you love and the money will come, that was the motto growing up, to what happens when you don't know what you love to do. So the first iteration of this business actually answered that question. It was more on the strategy and the time, you know, time freedom and all of that because I had two under two at that point. 
Um, and so I was figuring out, you know, what was working for me. So the things that I uncovered at that point in that journey and that transition, and I need time to be mom and not work for me personally, this is not for everybody, but for me, I needed to find out that my structure was I work when it's work time and I mom when it's mom time. And when I cross the two, it gives me anxiety. And I don't think it serves either parties in, in that case. Um, and again, this is for me. And I always like to say that because I've talked with women, especially in that time when this was a conversation I was having and for the, the way that their brain works and their neuro wiring, doing multiple things at once was a benefit that was helpful and that was supportive. And so I, I do want to name that, that it's uncovering what feels best to you and where you don't feel anxiety and where you feel like you flow and, and all the things. But so that was one of the first things that I found was that I needed to mom when it was mom time and work when it's work time. And then I could give my full presence in that moment. Um, the other thing that was really pivotal that didn't happen at that time when I was having that conversation that I now really feel into because a lot of time has passed since then um, is really the mindset. And so I can't remember, Amy, if we talked about this when you were here or not, if I had uncovered this or not, but I started to notice myself feeling like I was rushing in everything and I have full freedom over my days. And so what I started to say to myself was slow. When I start to feel anxious, when I start to feel like that crazy, if you could see me now, you would see my head bobbling every which way. Um, I started to just say to myself, slow, slow down. And what I noticed was in every moment then, it felt like I gained hours. I gained so much time. And coincidentally, this morning I read an article um, on Substack about this concept of like scarcity and how it's really just a matter of the mindset, right? feels like we don't have enough time in our business. It feels like the clients are coming. It feels like we're not doing this with our kids or that with our kids versus shifting and saying like, well, what do I have here? Oh, I do have unlimited time. A conversation I've been having a lot with my kids is, is that true? You know, is that true? Is it true that I don't have enough time? Is it true that I'm not being present with them? Is it, is this true? Is that true? Um, so those are some of the techniques that have allowed me to feel in, in terms of literal time. I have, uh, childcare for about three to four hours a week. And then the rest of the time I'm momming. And so it's really finding how do we fit our business into that time and what feels good to us? Ooh, yes. What feels good to us. And I love how you say, you know, the method that works for you might not necessarily work for everyone. The same method works for me. I know that I do not function at my best when I am trying to switch from task to task. It just doesn't serve me. But having that self-awareness, that's truly the key to running your business in a way that feels good for you because you get to choose, you get to make the decision. And I love the mindset shifts that you've, you've really become aware of because we do have the choice of how we're spending our time. And a lot of times I think because the world is so in our face, we're in such a hustle culture, we're in such a like instant gratification. Look at Amazon delivery. It is crazy how you can order something today and it comes tomorrow or the next day. Like that is absolutely still like, how does that happen? Like I, it's mind blowing, you know, but mm -hmm. really being aware of how am I spending the time that I have being intentional 
with how you're using that time. And then when those thought loops start up, just, you know, really becoming aware of that, saying, you know what, slow, like you said. And is it true? That one right there, that's a powerful one. And that's one I've been working on with the kids as well, because our brains are wired to keep us safe. They have a negativity bias. So Mm -hmm. by being aware of it and questioning some of those thought trains that, that start gaining momentum, we can start to rewire our brains. And you know, you're very well aware of this. Mindset is is everything. Mindset is everything in business because once you get in your head as a business owner, like, oh gosh, it's it's an uphill battle because there's always going to be different challenges, roadblocks, hurdles that you have to work through, especially as a mom, especially as your kids are going through different seasons of life. You know, when you were running your business with two under two, I'm sure it looked a little bit different than it does now that they are, you know, able to do certain things. They're a little bit more self-sufficient in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other thing too, along this conversation, Amy, is like the subconscious stuff too. So there oh, yeah. is our own awareness, right? Of things that we can easily identify. But like you said, there's there's all these outside forces that we sometimes don't even recognize are putting conditioning on us, right? So we're we're hearing, and depending on how long you've been in the space too, you've probably heard different coaches, different things, watched how things change in terms of marketing and all that. So then there's either the when this, then that, that we bring up. When this happens, then that can happen. Or it can happen that way because I've seen that possibility, because I've seen that person or this guru says it's this way and or that's it, you know, when in reality, I think the more and the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is starting to become more aware of what we're unaware of and working that muscle of recognizing we are our highest authority. And the more we can redirect back to ourselves, what do I think? You said the intentional, the other piece that I used to talk about a lot is and intuitive, right? What, what works for us? What do we feel in our guts? Because just because it worked for one person doesn't mean that that applies to you. You are a change maker. You're doing things other people aren't doing. And so that means that you can go about it in your own way. And there's, again, abundance versus scarcity, so many different ways to succeed. Is it true you could only succeed in that way? No, there's so many different ways. So that's something I've been uncovering a lot too with um, another one of my business partners and uh, an offer that we have is really starting to recognize more and more of like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of my way or the highway out there in this industry. And I know we've had that discussion of that is not how we like to function. And there is a groundswell of people who are like, nope, we are just mirrors. You have the answers inside you. And so I like to bring that up because I did not always think that way. And I got myself into some traps that I I learned from and they were helpful, but goodness gracious, if I could bypass those, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. And that I, I was in the same boat. And I think it's easy to get sucked into that shiny object chasing. And then we're constantly pivoting and we're trying to do what everybody else is doing. And then because we're consuming, we stop taking action because any of these methods can work. But the best method is the one that works for you, that's sustainable for you in this season of life. Because yeah, 
we're caught up in thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm not making 10K months, there's something wrong with me. I'm failing in business. Well, Mm -hmm. does the number really matter? What is the number that you want? What do you want this business to look like? Because it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. And that's one of the things that I work on with clients, like from the get-go is getting super clear on what do you want? Let's quiet the noise because it is noisy out there and it's easy to get just stuck in consumptivitis and then not have any clarity because you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do it this way. But she may be in a different season of life. She may be able to devote eight, 10 hours a day to her business solely because she doesn't have young kids at home that need her. I mean, right now, my primary job is still to be mom. Even when I was working in my nine to five, my kids are always going to come ahead of my business. And I know some people are like, oh, that can't be. Oh no, you're going to fail. You know what? That works for me because I know my values and I am so dead set on it. Like my family will always come first. The business will always be there. There will always be ways to make money, but this is my business and I get to choose. And I love how you talked about adopting an abundance mindset because it's true. And it's hard at first to make that shift. How were you able to shift from a scarcity mindset to more of an abundance mindset? Because it's not easy. It takes a lot of self-awareness to even realize where you're getting sucked into the scarcity trap. I'm interrupting this episode to share a free online networking opportunity for female entrepreneurs. Join me for Coffee Talk every Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs leveling up and stepping into the role of the CEO of their business. Details can be found in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say it's a practice. <laughs> By no means do I think I am always in an abundance mindset. And I think that was the interesting thing about that article. And I'll send it to you so you could put it in the show notes that um, I read today was it was the hidden scarcity, like where you don't recognize, you might not recognize it until now that we name it, that, that you are secretly having a, a scarcity mindset. And so for me, I think constantly working on recognizing that all options are valid, all options are possible, um, has really helped me. I am a person who does meditation. Um, I also do, like I have a vision board and I look at that every morning um, with affirmations on it. So I do think that that helps. But I recently had this conversation again with my other business partner, Bianca, um, recognizing times where I no longer, I used to think one way and oh wow, I don't believe that anymore. And I was, she was saying, why do you think that is? Like, how do you think you made it out of that into a new mindset? And it feels like there's a shift point of confidence when you realize, like sometimes you just do a lot of reps, right? And, and you go through it enough and then you're like, huh, do I, again, is it true? Do I believe this? No, I, I don't think I subscribe to this anymore. And I know something we've had this conversation on, Amy, and and would love to hear your thoughts too, is like, it's seasonal, right? There, there's ebbs, there's flows, you, you grow stronger, you pivot, you evolve. And so I think it comes through, obviously, first awareness. And, and then secondly, like, 
you get to a breaking point of like, okay, I'm done thinking this way, right? Like I'm ready for something new or a perspective shift from somebody else comes into my view, like this, this article, seeing that and consuming in a thoughtful way. But when I feel a gut feeling, that's like, I'll take the meat and leave the bones. That's something I'll take and add with me as I go. Um, I find that I do this where <laughs> I uncover something new and I'm obsessed and I'll tell everybody about it. And then it just becomes a part of me. And so I might not reference that anymore. It's kind of like the artist's way, if you've ever read that book, where it just becomes a part of who I am and what I do. And, and I take that with me. But um, yeah, one of the biggest things I would say is, is recognizing the awareness. And for me also recognizing how often I was outsourcing my power and not knowing that I, again, intuitively have the answers inside me. And it just takes a recognition from something outside to be like, oh, wait, I didn't know that. Oh, this yeah. article shows me, ah, oh, that is something that I knew. Yes, I love how you said consuming in a thoughtful way. Because I love having discussions like this with like-minded entrepreneurs that challenge a way that I've been thinking. I love getting those different perspectives. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so important to be in communities where you do surround yourself with entrepreneurs, that you are surrounding yourself with people that are challenging some of these societal norms. Like, okay, well, society says in order to be achieve success, you have to do this, that, and the other. Was well, that necessarily true? Do I necessarily have to hustle 27 hours a day when there's only 24 hours in the day in order to be successful? Having these conversations that get us to think different, get us to view things from a different lens is so powerful because entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you will ever, ever go on. But yeah, when you can really just be open to it, and consume in an intentional, thoughtful way. That's powerful. That is so, so powerful. And for me, I've even become really intentional with how I use social media because I used I was to just use- just gonna ask you yes, this, yeah. Yes, I used to use it as a weapon against me. And now I set an intention before I go on, okay, I'm going to use this as a tool to connect and engage. Connect and engage versus you know what, I don't need to consume more information, but let's connect with people that are doing things similar to me. I think we met through social media. Yes, and you're, <laughs> you're an hour away from me, which is awesome. And you're doing these amazing things. And I've been up to your beautiful studio. But when you use it to connect, when you use it for good, it can be the coolest most powerful tool out there. So again, it's perspective. It's using things in an intentional manner. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm super curious to know your thoughts too. I love this that you said of you set an intention before you go on social, mm -hmm. like mind blown. I'm going to start doing that because I don't always, but sometimes I do want to go on social and look at reels for a laugh mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel bad about it. But then I also sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't want to show up there with my business right now for no other reason than I feel like this happens to me in the winter time. I just want to hibernate. Oh, yeah. And I, I just don't feel like being very out there. And so for me, I've been playing around and I'm curious if you felt this pull too, Amy, but I've been playing around with like, what are my other options? We have a podcast and that's amazing. How can I leverage it in different ways other than the traditional conveyor belt that has become a conveyor belt now of, I do an episode, I post about it, I put da da da, and then that's how I share it. 
So I've been messing with like, okay, could we start leveraging blog, Pinterest, and Substack more? Like I'm trying to play in those fields of what else? I also look a lot into um, like feminine business and slow business, those concepts of how do you market differently and not have to show up on social. I don't necessarily feel like I want to go that extreme of just saying I'm never going there because we connected there. I love the connection piece. Um, but my thing is, how can I not feel like I'm on a hamster wheel, you know? Yeah. And, and the potency too, because like you said, the consumption and consumptivitis, which we've had that conversation too. Um, I I want it to be deep and and not just another thing that lives for 24 hours. Like if I want to if I'm going to do it, I want it to be of true value for people. So I'm curious, you've, you clearly have some boundary things that you've put up. Have you noticed a pull with social too? You know, I'm the same way. I am such a winter hibernator as well. And you know what? It, what I always keep in mind, especially with platforms like Instagram, people aren't paying as much attention as we think they are. You know, we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't show up today. The world's going to end. Nobody noticed. I'm sorry, like nobody noticed. And we always like to think there's so much more judgment and eyeballs on us, but people don't notice. I mean, half the time, if you're putting up story after story after story, you're not showing up at the very beginning of the bubbles. So if you need to take some time off and time away, that's okay. Again, you have control. And the beautiful thing about like, this is why I think podcasting is so, so effective is because it's evergreen. So if someone comes into your world from this podcast, then they can binge that content. You're having, you're still getting into their world, providing value. You're collapsing that time frame to build more know, like, and trust in their minds. So then you can leverage that more. And what I do then is I use the podcast as my long form content. And then we repurpose that into our email list. We repurpose that into some little like quotes for social or different things. We're working smarter. We're using technology to leverage the content that we do have. And when I don't feel like showing up, do you know what I do? I repurpose. Like I'll use, I'll go back to the through the past month and I'll be like, okay, what performed well? Guess what, I'll post it again. Maybe I'll change the color. Maybe it'll be the exact same thing. But again, you never know who's actually getting shown your content on social media. So I think it's important that we do things that are sustainable to us based off of the season of life that we're in. And again, you get to make the rules. So social media is not working for you right now. Stop giving your energy away to it. Go focus on your podcast. Go focus on nurturing that email list. Focus on other platforms that light you up and make you feel alive. And then just repurpose the content. You know, we're, we're putting too much emphasis on, oh my gosh, I have to do the reels. I have to do the trends. I have to do this. I have to do that. No, you don't have to do anything. You get to choose what you're doing. You get to choose how you're showing up. You get to choose where you're putting your time and energy. And I think that's the missing piece that we forget. And that's where we're constantly giving our power away because we think we have to do what everybody else is doing. No, mm -hmm. no, you don't. This is I your think business. that's where this, yeah. And I think that's where the sneaky scarcity comes in too, yes. because if you take it a step further, right? Like I have to post on social, well, why? Like, again, is it alignment with right. what you feel success is? Or, well, no, I have to do it because how will I get the client if I don't? Well, is that the only way that you right. can get the client? Like, 
And then you start to realize, oh no, that's scarcity, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'm I'm afraid that if I don't post on this, if I don't do it, then I won't get the clients, then I won't have the success that I'm looking for, whatever that definition may be for you, versus the opportunity, right? The yeah. like, you know, what has come to me from what I've done. And sometimes maybe what we've realized in this season is we we make connections, but our sales are not coming from social. And so we're pivoting to where they are. Yes. We've done some articles here locally. Like we're focusing more on marketing from a local side um, because there's some, you know, some boundaries and um, some key things there. But yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of the podcast is that you could still spread your message and your legacy. And that's why we love supporting people with launching theirs because it is something that's just so flexible to whatever whatever season you're in now. And it doesn't just disappear after 24 hours. Exactly, exactly. Social media should just be a very like top of funnel thing. Yes, you're getting visibility from it, but honestly, like in my business, referrals, relationship and retention. That's where the bulk of my income is coming in from. It's not from some random person on social media. So I think if we start to shift into, okay, well, how can I build relationships with the people I'm networking with that I'm meeting so that they become great referral partners? How can I nurture the people that are already in my world that have already opted into me and said, yep, I love what you do. I'm here for it. Those people that are listening to the podcast, how can I then nurture those relationships. I host a weekly networking call for women because I'm like, you know what? I want women to come together so we can support one another, bring these relationships offline. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know someone. If you're struggling with starting a podcast and you're interested in this, guess what? Get into Megan's world because she can teach you. And if you're local, you can actually like go up to her studio. Like having those relationships are so valuable. And I think we forget about that. We forget because we're constantly chasing more. We want more followers. We want the shiny metrics. What about those relationships? And then really delivering the best customer experience. Because I will tell you what, like getting a review from a customer, like if you're looking online for something, that holds a lot of weight. Or even if, you know, you get a personal referral for someone like, hey, I know this person, she's more likely then to use you because I vouched for her. Like I gave a personal testimony like, hey, no, I, I endorse her. I recommend her. This is who you need to go to for that. That's huge. That's not what you're going to get on social media. And I think we need to start leaning into more of that. That's the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm all about the connections and the relationship and I couldn't agree more. And I think, again, we can keep like on that hamster wheel of looking out, looking out, oh, I need to get another, I need to get another. And like you said, or what if everything you need is already right Mm -hmm. here in your world? The clients, like I think about that a lot of if I, if I get distracted and then I stop and I'm like, wait, am I serving who's already here? Yep. Have I, have I been nurturing and serving them? And I, no one's perfect. No, not all the time. My answer is not always yes. But I, I try to keep myself coming back to that of like this typical statistic, whatever it is of like, it's easier to keep the clients and nurture the people in your world than it is to look for new. So just remembering, yeah, 
who who's already here and everything you need is already here for you. Yes. And that right there is just the power of community, the power of collaboration. And Megan, I am so glad our paths have crossed and we are in each other's worlds. How can women listening to this podcast get into your world and learn more about you? Yes. Well, I mean, after this conversation, podcast is obviously what we're going to talk about now. Um, yes, our podcast, The Mompreneur Guide, would be the best place to connect with us. We are currently doing, and Amy was a part of it, our season five was all about Cleveland mompreneurs. Season six, we're going to be making some shifts, which we're really excited about to longer form, deeper content with video included. Um, so we're really looking forward to, to trying out a new style and still sprinkling in some uh, of my recent aha moments, uh, more about our homeschooling journey, all of the things. Um, so our podcast, yes, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you'll see whatever season I'm in when you do that. That's at mompreneur underscore co. I know everything will be linked. Um, but yeah, those are the two main places that you can find us. Oh, so good. You guys get into Megan's world, drop into her DMs, listen to the podcast, connect with her. She is just phenomenal at what she does. And if you are in the Northeast Ohio area, make sure you get up to her studio. It is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Megan, you created such a beautiful space for women to come together and just, I love the community you're building and all of the collaborations. And I am just eternally grateful for you. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I would love to see anybody. You can come take either a virtual or in-person tour. Um, and yeah, if you need help launching a podcast yourself, or if you're a founder who's looking for answering these questions, uncovering what is that subconscious gunk that's getting in our way and being able to better vision and more clearly truer um, show up for yourself in your marketing and in your business, then we have an offer for you as well. So thank you for having me, Amy. This has been just a pleasure. Yes, thank you. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.